Welcome to what's more than likely to be the final Truck and Driver podcast of 2020. Here with uh, Chris Madison, who's on the night shift. How are you getting on? Ooh, it's killing me. Don't like dark. Darks, darks are perverts, burglars, and pub types, and um, none of that's allowed currently. So I'm working instead. <laughs> what are you doing? Supermarket stuff, RDC things. Oh, this isn't just supermarket stuff. This is Marks and Spencer's full cream night shift. Oh yeah. No, it's uh, just uh, it's chaos at this time of year. We're going just at Christmas, and we're on it. And we're doing six six night shifts on the bounce tonight. Being where are we? Twenty twenty second. Yeah. Penultimate one tonight. I've got tonight and tomorrow to do, and we run in and finish on Christmas Eve morning, and then uh, that's it done. Good. Not long to go. Scrape no, uh, over the finish line. I couldn't do this all the time. Night shift. Working nights is, uh, oh dear me, no thanks. Depends what I'm doing. I like a bit of night shift if it's like easy, if it's like dropping and swapping trailers and I'm just mainly mainly driving. If there's a lot of waiting about, then it gets, if you've got to wait for things to be tipped and wait for things to be ready, then it can get quite... No, so far so good. It's uh, it's chaotic in, uh, in just at Barnsley, get you, uh, pick up your fridge, get your notes and get gone and... Um, up to press until tonight anyway tonight's the first nasty one I've got really three dropper tonight spread out between Barnsley and Ashby in um, uh, down 42 which is a bit of a shame but anyway yeah but at least you're not going anywhere near the M20 no no it could be worse could be down there that's poor that's the, that's all the big news at the moment the M20 where they've went and boxed, out, boxed down thousands and thousands of trucks I bet you it is, th- I'm not exaggerating, I bet it is thousands overall that are caught up in all of that because of, and I'm completely blaming the French for all of this, and Emmanuel yeah. Macron, he's 100% getting my blame for this, whether I'm proven right or wrong retrospectively. They're using mm. lorry drivers as political leverage. They are. They are. treating them as Brilliant. subhuman. It's absolutely disgusting. Brilliant. It is, and he's going to pay for this, isn't he? he knows he I hope is. he bloody so, is. You know, just to go and completely yeah. block up the border because of super COVID, which has been, if you read, read the news, this has been like found all over the place and it's a new strain. Yeah. This has been made up. Somebody's, got, not even, somebody's it, got the script. It's not new. Yeah. Somebody's got the script and written in red pen somewhere. Uh, uh, yeah, it's super COVID because things aren't going the way that he wanted. And the thing is, he's Aye. done it to his own countrymen as well. There'll be French drivers stuck in those queues. They won't have washed for days. Yeah. They won't have access to sanitary yeah. facilities. There's like a limited amount of charity work trying to get food to people because they're going to run out. You won't be able to wash for days because that Marston airfield's got absolutely nothing on it. That's just no. an enormous, enormous mess. And of course, you can come in. You'll have Eastern European guys who are getting sent into Britain by their employers. And when are you when are you hoping to get back out, pal? Because you're going to be here for a while. Macron's not bothered as he's not bothered about his own people. He's bothered about his own agenda, which is why French police were taking shots at uh, yellow vest protesters last summer, which we conveniently don't get told about anymore, do we? Because it doesn't fit BBC's agenda, so we don't get to know about any dissent in Europe at all. And there is plenty of it. There's plenty of pro-Brexit uh, in Europe, waiting and watching to see what kind of a 
go with mick of it yeah, this, is a, this is a problem dutch, they can't french and dutch governments have got some bother coming if we get out cleanly and we can manage they're gonna to have to get ready there's no need for all this this is just politics well, considering the lorry drivers have been working safely throughout this mm. and they've been able to go and move freight constantly yeah. how much is going to rot in the yeah. back of these trucks and i dread to think i'm just thinking purely selfishly here but i need to go to the supermarket again before um Christmas, and I'm thinking, please tell me that everything's not been stripped bare. I mean, not that I, not that I care about citrus fruits or lettuce, but I require tins of Heinz beans with sausages in them and no. frozen pizzas. There's nothing. Oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> no, it's... Um, I'm going to have to eat my cat. Imported cauliflower you're going to struggle for if you particularly no, want to import I couldn't care less about any of that. I just want a large amount of tinned goods, you know. <laughs> and frozen Aye. frozen stuff. Well, there's nothing comes in. I don't, I don't care. My it shouldn't make any difference to the British chicken that I go and purchase, should it? That shouldn't be affected by any of that. Any of the your British beef or anything, or your meats that you're purchasing, it shouldn't affect anything. But you know the amount of waste and the rot. I thought there's pictures as well going round of Kent police ticketing all these foreign trucks. And good luck with mm. that. You know. Yeah, because you're never, you're dear Kent Police. You're never ever getting paid for those fines. No. You might as well have stuck a Christmas card under the windscreen wiper. <sighs> Finishing the year on an upbeat note. Even my, even, no. even my master plan to go to Denmark in a truck, has failed so spectacularly that it couldn't possibly in any way go ahead. <laughs> Not yeah. even like Hannibal Smith in the A team with a bloody van in a farmhouse full of like um dis disregarded farm equipment could have got me out of this country. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, well. I finished the I finished the magazine last week and I've fallen off a cliff because I don't I don't have anything else to do. My driver CPC's expired because of him. I had to cancel it because of our production scheduling mess up. So I can't technically drive for anybody. Although the chances of me getting stopped and checked are fairly small, I would imagine, but it's probably just as well. But now I don't really have to do anything until January. So psychologically, I've fallen off a cliff and I'm responding to the minimum amount of emails and like approving invoices. And <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. I'm done. Oh, if you're in that sort of a mood, I'll send you an invoice this afternoon. You can send, you can send me an invoice if you like. Huh? Excellent. Send an, invoice, send an invoice to a certain truck manufacturer as well. Oh. Aye. How is the, been, how is the phone fair, anyway? Yeah. When was the last time that we spoke? How is it getting on? There was, there was a lovely picture of it. There was a lovely video of it. Um, it was on BBC News. There was a video of it coming out of a truck stop and then somebody else did a video of it. Um, and there was a picture of you with eldest daughter, which was sent to me last night, I think. I was in uh, Coney Garth last night. We stopped up way down from Newcastle last night with an empty fridge, and we swung in there to give a lad in North Yorkshire, a mate of mine from college, his Christmas present. So he uh, he shot out to Coney Garth and got the coffees in for us, and then um, we uh, saw Mr. Ivinson with his lovely Scania coming round, and he gave us a toot, and we chased on after him, then and got going down. And that uh, job we looked north, that was filmed. It, I think it aired last Monday, Tuesday, but they filmed that 
I don't know, two or three weeks since. Same again, called in Conigath, my way down from Perth, had a brew with some diesel and it came round and um, drowned him out as he was always <laughs> doing on to, to It camera. does sound well, I'm going to say that, you know, it does sound well. The buggers edited the horn blasters off though, so as I went out of shot and I went right back at garage around by truck, we should give it horn blasters on there, but they edited that oh. because the spoil spots, typical bloody BBs. Yeah, bastards. Hmm. Ah, so it's as well I'm not up to out now, too, because I can't go anywhere. Can't oh, 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 God. Try to think of what else. Well, I've, got, I've now got a reasonable bit of time off. I was going to do like a rundown of all the trucking drivers of the year and go and look at a mm-hmm. retrospective back on things, eh? But I need, like, I've got no motivation to go and do it. I've got to be honest with you. <laughs> I need to go and find something somewhere. Mm-hmm. I went and, um, I did a good deed. I've loaned a random woman one of my cars because I've got like four cars on the road. So there was you get the local community pages and there was a woman trying to get her car recovered. And as you may or may not know, yeah. I've got an Iveco recovery truck, which is... Uh, I did know that. Um, it's not been used much lately. But there were all these complete roasters on the page and she was like, I need to get my car moved. And I was going to fit new brake pipes on it at my mate Brian's and I was literally passing. So I said, do you want me to pick it up? So I picked it mm. up and I said, do you want us to have a look at it? Well, it's at Brian's garage and we looked at it and it was it was a death trap. The thing, the wishbones rotted out in the front. The brakes are all binding on it. And I'd, oh. we charged the battery because the reason that it had broken down was alternator had gone. So you're talking, it's a diesel Toyota and they're great things when they're running, but parts are not cheap for them. Um, so I took it out of test drive and the clutch is knackered on it. Clutch is slipping like crazy. So I said, your car's a write-off. And I looked at the wee baby seat in the back of it and I thought, you know what? I said, look, come round. I said, you're obviously well stuck before Christmas. I said, go and take my Vectra and just go and use it until you can get yourself a wee run around. So she was quite um, extremely chuffed about that. So that was my good deed for Christmas. I was right. just like, go and take the car because uh, I've got like four of them and I'm not going anywhere. And I've also got a car sitting in London, which I can't go and fix because of like... Um, uh, Miss Sturgeon reckons I can't cross the border and everything, but we'll be seeing about that in due course. Aye. Um, so that was my good deed, you know. I handed out a car. Yeah. <sighs> I'm struggling to match you. I'm struggling now. I'm racking my brain to think if I've done any good deeds. Of course, deeds. you're out doing night shift and you're feeding the nation. That's a good deed. And it, that's a what. good deed in itself. You've never stopped all year, have you? There's some lovely stuff in these trailers. Some lovely stuff. By God, I understand why there's a, a national obesity problem when you pull a Marks and Spencer's food trailer and some of the tackle in there at Christmas. Whoa. My word. Please describe it. Oh, we're talking puddings here. Oh. oh, well, last night we were on turkeys wrapped in bacon. We were on turkey crowns. We were on lobsters. There were um, <clears throat> seafood platters with a clear covering over. By God almighty, they were marvellous. Full crabs dressed and put back into shells the stuff that's in the back of there and i asked the lad last night because i had a bit of a moral minute because i was bored and i thought i just said to him you know all this stuff that we're raining into your storeroom what happens to this then come you know closing time on christmas eve does it all go in a big skip at the back and he says no 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 we're uh, we're affiliated to charities he says it all gets all gets doled out, so that's good news. At least Max and Spencer are doling out their surplus out to charities when they've finished. Good, because there's a lot of it this year. I'm always, oh, I'm always shocked. Fantastic at, uh, quality uh, stuff. Yeah. Max and Spencer's definitely 
Definitely is. I've only been to Sainsbury's since lockdown because it's quiet and I need to go back in there. Mm. I promised my sister, I need to go and visit my sister tonight and hand over Christmas presents, which is also because she lives slightly on the other side of a council border is probably illegal. Aye. So I'll just incriminate myself again there that, yeah, I'm going to go over and drop off some drop off some Christmas presents there, you know. Um, mm. but well we've had to take the big smack in the balls this year because you know we go away every Christmas you do, you, you go, go where is it you usually go you go away some we normally go up into the forest between Pickering and Whitby off the beaten track oh. and hide up there for a fortnight at a place called Newtondale right at the side of the steam railway but um, we've had to we've had to come off that one this year because of Covid because we're in tier three, as you're probably aware, because last week, track. for some unknown reason, Mr. Hancock didn't drop us into tier two like he was supposed to do, despite the plummeting infection rate. So he left us in three. So that came to a head last night when the cottage company says, we can't, you know, you can't do it. Uh. So I thought, right, fair enough, we'll not do it. And, and then I imagine we'd have a long and protracted job of getting um, £1,033 back, but... Eight o'clock this morning, chap on the phone. How would you like it paying back? Oh, so, well, that's, all credit. That's good. All credit to Yorkshire Cottages. May, may you prosper. Maybe you can go and do something at Easter or or something. You know, hopefully, when things clear up, well, clear up a yeah. bit, you can go and like go and have like a um, uh, an Easter celebration instead of a Christmas one. With any luck. Well, yeah, we've not had Christmas here since. Well, I don't know. It's got to be eight, nine years, perhaps. Um. The reason being is that it's a small cottage and it's a three-storey, so we've got enough space for beds and the rest of it's a three-storey, you know, old stone job. Mm. But when we're all downstairs, well, you've been in, you've been I in the tiny been kitchen. It's, it's It's near big, though, is it? It's you not, know, for six people, cozy. two dogs. Aye, it will be cosy, so that's why we do it. We just like to spread mm. out a bit at Christmas and go and rent somewhere and um, off we toddle. However, it's going to be a bit... Victorian Cratchit style mm. this year. We're going to have to sit on each other and take turns sitting on good chair to watch it. Uh, watch it. Mm. But after initial sulk about not being able to go up there, it did sort of occur to me that, and it, it does sound like a cliche, this, but it's not, I can assure you. I'm, I'm going to be home. You know, I've got two more shifts to do and I've oh, done yeah. I'm going to be home. And no. everybody else is home. And we're all in one piece and we're not scattered about round country wanting to be elsewhere and we're not sat in a bloody massive jam yeah in uh, in kent are we so you've got to be grateful yeah i fully concur with that with that statement um you know it's going to christmas is going to be horrendous for a lot of these guys i'm going to Aye. well if, if my if my if my cunning plan had worked out i would have been leaving christmas night to drive to wiltshire to get an, um, an fh 16750 yeah. and go and take it to, um Take it into Europe, which obviously isn't happening. But I'm going to my mum and dad's for Christmas because we're in a social bubble, and I don't even know if my sister and her fiance, who live just round the corner, can come or not. I don't know if that's. Yeah. They've been working from home and have seen like nobody for ages. So yeah. you know, I don't know if they can actually come round or not. But every Christmas, every Christmas since 1989, when I got a Sega Master System for Christmas, all I've tended to do on Christmas days. Uh, play video games pretty much so last Christmas I did get one of those lovely Sega Mega Drive minis and I gave it to my mate James for a loan off at the start of lockdown Yeah. but he just completely ignored lockdown and I'll be having that bloody thing back before because it, I've hardly played it so I'm going to spend Christmas Day playing I'm going to regress to my inner 
my inner 14-year-old, and I'm going to go and uh, spend Christmas Day playing Sega games, I think. Uh, but I will also include, I'm, I'm trying not get drunk, I've been going down to my mum and dad every Saturday for dinner, apart from when I went to Pete and Roanne's when we were in Tier 2 the other week. So I got a Christmas night out, I got a Christmas dinner, sort of, um, out in Woking before they shut all that down, but... I've been turning um, my Saturday night visits to my mum and dad's into a bit of a party for myself, so I've been having, like, pre-drinks before I go down. I think my dad was kind of uh, getting on to me, you know. He was like... He was like, how... Because I'm, like, turning up pre-drunk and then I'm wiring into all the wine. <laughs> so I'll need to... I'll need to calm that down to calm that down a bit and try and rest and recover and refresh for January. I've signed up for... Um, Aye. Um, I signed up for that. Um, I may have mentioned you may have noticed it on Facebook last night. I signed up for that prostate cancer run thing, where you've got you've All got right. to run twenty six point one miles with a finger up your bum. No, I'm only kidding. You only have to you only have to run twenty six point one miles across the month of January and raise money for um, prostate cancer UK, which is one of the biggest killers of men in the country. So. I've set myself a fundraising yeah. target of five hundred pounds, and there's a just giving page, which I'm going to go and like put on my Facebook and trucking drivers because, well, it's all psychological with me. I was in such a, I was on quite a high through August, September, October that I got to the point where I was running fourteen miles. Regular listens to the podcast may have noticed. You'll be having a weird time if you're trying to listen to this chronologically, starting from January. <laughs> I would recommend not doing that if you've picked this up as the first one. Don't go that far back. If you can find the porn yeah. dumping one and the thing about the latex sex torsos, you're as well starting from there. Um, and the one about Mike Sharpley stands up on its own. But anyway, yeah, so I'm going to run um, a marathon across the whole course of January, which I'm more than capable of doing to raise some money for prostate cancer in the UK to motivate myself uh, to actually not sit... Sit in the house and festive for the for the month. Well, I could park it. I might be able to go back into the office. It better let me back in the office, um, mm. or I'll be um, yeah, or I'll turn myself into a truck and driver's own version of Keith Richards if I'm left locked in the house in January. <laughs> Having said that, I've got my ADR to do in January as well. Although my concern is, you've got to do your own. <laughs> I love to watch my CPC training because you've got to do thirty five hours every five years. And I'm now doing this training in 2021. So I'm going to have to check back because I bet you that's now eradicated some of my earlier training because I'm doing it in 2021. So I will have to go and do even more. And I'll also have to hope that, well, if the worst comes down to it, surely they'll let us do the ADR online. They must have a way to do it if, if it's going to be all this COVID, COVID stuff because I can study for it anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I've got a very serious question for you. Oh my God, a serious question. Are you, right are you topless? I'm ready. Yes. You are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'm just going to end the question. Is, is, is that good no, for I'm you? just going to end the question. I'm not, not going to ask the next part of that question. Oh. <laughs> Was part two of that question, can you stand up for a moment? No, it wasn't even that far. I was oh, going right. to I was, I was, I was do it in increments. Are you wearing slippers? No. Are you wearing socks? No, no. 
Nope. Please, dear God, are you mm. wearing at least a towel? Nope. Right, that's far enough. I don't think we need to go anywhere else for that. I'm not... Have you ever watched Friday Night Dinner? Friday Night Dinner? No, what's that? No, you want to watch Friday Night Dinner, then have a look at Martin. Martin, I don't like... We, we don't like any... Martin, I'm Martin? I'm always boiling, so is Martin. So yeah. I, when in the house, I'm usually starting. Don't. He is called Martin. Kids don't mind. Ah, I see. Very um, liberal, open-minded in that respect and things there. I'm sure there was a... Well, there you was know, one of those programs. We all what together for What one. was the programs that they used to have mm. on? Was it Come Down With Me or something? And they had nudists on it or something? I don't know. It was one of the programs they used to put in more for on a Sunday. You'd watch Hungover, like an entire afternoon of it. And they had nudists on it or something. I did not realise you were of that... Um, that um, Nature. I don't like to be dressed much if I can get away with it. I have to get dressed to go to work. Oh, no, damn it. How, un- that's about how unfair. I'll, pot- I'll potter about on a Sunday most weeks if I'm, uh, nothing pressing. I'm, I might manage shorts at a push, but that's about your lot. Yeah, a little pair of those little like, 80s football shorts. <laughs> uh, because, we're, <laughs> because we're like, ee, we're northern. We like to light a fire, you see. So we I'll get up and light a bloody massive fire in half and then I'll walk about in shorts all day so it's red off. Sure, I was watching And then when you go out to dustbins at tea time, you get hypothermia. Good grief, what should you don't singe anything um, should not, never be singed? Well, I'll just throw it over my shoulder and, and, and get on with what, you know, with what we've got to do. Just keep it out of the way, that's the best way. <laughs> right, this is lovely for Christmas. Award-winning, Christmas award-winning podcast yeah. material, you do know... I hope there's I hope there's uh, podcast awards balls. for commercial vehicles next year because there is another there are other there is another truck based podcast but it's highly business orientated. In fact, I made I messed I messed up I messed up um, because we're called Truck and Driver. Uh, a lot of American uh, they must do multiple mail shots, but I had this American lawyer email me. He's like, "Hey oh. guys, I want to work with you. I think your content is fantastic. You know, we could work together on some great stuff." And I just um, emailed him back. I'm like, we're in the UK. And then he emailed me back. He's like, hey, yeah, man, but all the same, I think we could still do some stuff. And I'm like, I think he was just like embarrassed and like sort of like backtracking on it. And then, then I'm thinking more about it. I'm thinking, I should just get him on the show, eh? I should just do it. Mm-hmm. I'll get him on, see what he, what he's got to... yeah, see what he makes of a Pennine Hill dweller sitting in nude recording a podcast. Uh... <laughs> oh. I should get, I should go back and get that on. I need to go and, in fact, I need to log into my email. I've been reading my, the best thing I did a couple of weeks ago was switch off email notifications on my phone because the thing just goes oh. ding, 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 ding all day. I'm proud to say I've got over 1,200 unread emails now, most of which are nonsense, and I'm going to have to have a proper go through them to make sure that I've not missed anything important um, because I did miss, I was annoyed that I missed... Um, Volvo did those two trucks, one breast cancer liveried and one prostate cancer liveried. Um, yeah. And I missed the press release for them because I was actually away on, away on what counted as my summer holidays that uh, that weekend. Um, yeah. But you can't catch, you can't catch bloody everything. <clears throat> email, email and social media is a nightmare, especially um, when you're getting it from WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Instagram... Um, emails well, everywhere. It's it, it comes in in such great amounts. I've got to go and I've got to sign off on my personal development plan 
for next year. Oh my word. Have you? Yeah. I'm just oh. doing down here by the by the way, trucking trucking driver. And I have to say I have to say thanks to you, our dear listeners and all our contributors. We have secured the future of Truck and Driver. You will see more print titles. I'm not saying like just print titles in like the transport sector, but more of them are going to be wiped out wiped out because of this COVID thing going forward in 2021. Mm. And I can assure you Truck and Driver will not be. We're gonna be around for a fair old while yet. Um Unlucky. We've come, <laughs> that, that the magazine has come in. It's left 2021 with the same amount of readers we did at the start of 2020, which is astonishing, really. Amazing. And you've left, you're leaving 2020 with the, 20, with the same amount of Foden's that you had at the start as well, which is also nice. I've got 100% less, although I'm still getting emailed constantly. Senior Foden, was that you? Did I see you pulling out of, on the A1 there? It's going well and everything. I'm like, no, I've sold it. But he says I can come up. He's been offering me shifts in it, Stephen, who's bought it. He's like, do you want to go and do this? Do you want to go and do that? And I'm like, technically, yes, but I've got no CPC. Um, and I'm not driving a bit. I would probably go and sneak out in, like a, in, in a 70-plate, you know, Scania S-series yeah. to go and do a shift in it. I'm not going out in that. The DVSA follow me and trucking driver. They know what we're up to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm... Oh, you know, so hi. Um, seems to be running. It seems to be running well. Into, seems to be doing well. Good yeah, fair play to it. Slithering into Les Mega one night when I was just chilling, and I saw him come sneaking in and put it to bed. Oh, I've got to be done. I've got to go and um, I've got to go and uh, I've got to go out and have a shot of it. But that's for that's for next year. Um, just rest is what I'm going to do. I am going to rest that's for one. Christmas. That's for when Kim Jong Nick lets you out. Uh, she lets I'm just going to really count my blessings as to how fortunate fortunate I am instead of being like a crying little bitch. Uh, but and worry about Aye. what I don't have. You know, let's, let's focus on what we do have. It's, yeah, but it's a human condition. Yeah. And you, always, um, you always think about what you've everything, missed out. Everything's yeah. relevant as well. You know, I mean. Words of Bob Marsh, you know, the oft-mentioned Bob Marsh, the hero of this parish. David Brown, tractor's field test legend and all-round awesome bloke who died, sadly, about 10 years ago. And he'll just say, you know, if you're wittering on about, oh, I can't go to Denmark, or, oh, you know, I don't like working for Cobblethrait anymore because I'm frightened of boats or whatever. He'll just give you a withering look with Bob and he'd put his tea down for a minute and he'd go, listen, Dorothy... <laughs> There's many a man in bloody cemetery at swap places with it. And he's right, you know, he's dead right. So, however however morbid you feel, he's right. There are plenty of blokes at ground who'd, uh, who'd willingly jump out and swap. Dead, no, definitely, mm. for sure. Yeah, I'm going to lose my... It's just, it's hard to remember sometimes, isn't it, when you're really cocked off, but you've got to just try. Yeah, you have to, you have to really, you know... I think I'm, I'm fortunate. Was it the twenty second? When's Christmas Day then? I'm gonna look at my wall planner that had everything crossed out on it. Friday. Christmas is Friday, so I've got a good, decent long amount of break. I've got most of the most of the material in for the next trucking driver. Um, the one after that, we're gonna to have to go out and shoot some more shoot some more stuff because of the amount of material it consumes. Um, because mm. we put packs so very much into it, we've got your daff in the ne- your daff update in the next issue with your little food, your side column on the Foden's incident where I had a little hiccup with that um, mm. 
dodgy fuse blown out. Um, she had another incident last yeah. week. Don't remember that. What happened? Mm. Yeah, clutch pack. Oh, that's right enough. So I went to get a clutch pack thrown on one night to get out at morning, which went out of a job really with a back bleeder. But it um, fascinating. I love when you, I love it when bits fall when off. When you're talking about the clutch pack, m- you're talking about the slave cylinder here. Aye, aye. Most of the bits that fall off, I've never seen light today because I've been under there for nigh on 19 years. So when they drop off, I like to have a good look at them. And it's uh, it's amazing when you look at something like that, you know, air of an hydraulic, and you think that has been writhing and tearing every day for the past 18 and a half years. It is, I... And it's just decided now to be a bit mongy, so you can't, you can't hold anything against it. You think, bloody marvellous, look at that. And if I got room, I'd have all these things cleaned off and lacquered and put in cabinets, and I could have like a National History Museum for bits of Gertrude that have fallen. <laughs> no, what it is, I'm looking well, f- to explain to... I'm looking forward to Clutch coming out. The Clutch, but well, you might as well, if, if that's gone, then the Clutch probably isn't a million miles behind it, so... No, I've had a look at Clutch, you can see it through inspection, actually loads of meat on Clutch. Well, but, I mean, nah, if it goes, it'll, but, be, it'll be fingers that drop off our bearing. It'll be the, be, the, bear, be the bearing that'll do, yeah. That's what... A bearing's completely silent. It's, Fantastic. It's as quiet as the grave. Good. It, um, it's only done 1.6 million miles, that Clutch. It shows, you, it shows you, though, the, the difference when it's one truck, one driver. Um, because I guarantee you, you know, this is what, if... You took two weeks off and you put anyone else on that, that would throw its clutch. There's hell for us Nova recently. Well, I'm just saying, but that's a purely, purely no. hypothetical situation, which we've spoken about Aye. many times before on the podcast, that if you put somebody else in that truck for two weeks, something would explode because it's used to There's only three men on this planet who will go in that truck to do a shift for me and... Um... Two of them have got their own motors, and one of them's happy blowing wood pellets up people's uh, storage facilities in North Yorkshire. So it's never going to be an it. No. It's never going to be an issue. Well, I mean, the thing that failed on it—that's like the slave cylinder. It comes off with like four bolts, doesn't it? Aye. And then it's got like the. I remember doing this with my blue Foden, um, that bucket of crap, the first one that I bought. I remember when mm. the because the bearing failed on mine, but I did put a new slave cylinder on it which I think mm. I can't remember no I didn't take it back off and put it on the maroon one because of a bugger to bleed because mm. what, what's your bleeding Aye. the bleeding technique because they use um, brake fluid uh, like hydraulic fluid to work how did you do it did you bleed it from the bottom and shoved it up out the top yeah yeah we're we had half an hour, you know, pump and tighten routine drawing it oh, through but it, it just it, it won't go anywhere so um called a man in with a back bleeder and he just blew uh, brake fluid all over everywhere out at bottle and that with that break, you know she was good to yeah go. i think that, that's a good tip for that because that that is the same thing that piece of equipment's the same for any manual daft so if your clutch slave cylinder goes yeah. and you ever need to bleed it back bleed it back because i remember that was the worst thing about doing the i got the guys to do the clutch in the blue one and they were at that for about a day trying to get it to bleed up so there you go, there's something vaguely educational for you to come at the podcast. Oh, well, we just had a temporary interruption there because I'm going to go and look at a car for uh, this lady that I um, uh, let borrow my Vectra uh, for Christmas. So, a bargain car. Uh, technically, I'm probably not allowed to go over there because of corona restrictions because it's slightly out council areas. But um, it's... 
pretty ridiculous to go and try and control people to such a degree um, when people need cars to go and drive about in. So, interesting times. I also got my washers arrived from Poland for... I'm going to go and plug my YouTube channel again on Truck and Driver. I have got, in fact, what I'm going to do is, over Christmas, I've got three videos to edit. I've got the Mercedes mirror cam, the DAF, Manual XF, and I actually don't have the Iveco S way to do because that's with a professional video editor. Um, but I, I need to get back down to London to put these lovely pump washers in my Vectra C 2.2 Direct, but I can't oh. do that because of all this Corona stuff, so I'll just have to be a little bit patient. Hi. There we go. Anything, any other, any other business? There's no other business other than, I don't know when I'll be going back to normal duties because I don't know what's going to happen. Do we come 1st of January with Immingham and all of the ports we could be in gridlock yeah and accompanied and all that sort of stuff aye because if they can't get across self-drive our job we uh row row tackle is going to go bloody barmy so yeah, it's going to be traction um tra traction central it's a thing that well we, i think we had mentioned it before in the podcast that if brexit comes in you could see an increase in unaccompanied freight which could have a good, it could be a good thing for the UK potentially because it's getting a lot of this Eastern European scrap off our roads, but it's all conjecture at the moment. We don't know what's going to happen with it, but here's hoping to a busy start to the new year. Anyway, we've got um, we had a meeting about the truck shows and everything, but it's all just fantasy land at the moment. You know, next summer, I can't yeah. see beyond the end of um, January really at the moment. You know, I just want to get past. Get, well, get past that. Living week to week. Issue of trucking driver to issue a trucking driver. I uh, can't... Um... <laughs> well, this oft-mentioned um, eminent virologist, virologist did say that we can see no reason at all why the new variant is going to be, be any different from an antibody's point of view to the old one. He says it's the same thing. It's just nine amino acids have changed in, in build-up, in protein build-up. He says, so the vaccine will work, so just get a grip, everybody, and Macron, stop being a knob essentially oh, so yeah, yeah. Stop, if they can keep it, sticking yeah. needles in people who aren't wearing tinfoil helmets and you know go over <laughs> the idea that there's really small microchips in this stuff get jabbed mm -hmm. get your shit sorted let's get back out and let's get to some shows yeah. because my daughter for one is going to be unbearable this next year if we can't get and bloody polish some tackle in some oh. fields She's unbearable now. It's going to be unbearable in a different, <laughs> in, a, in a different way. Uh, oh, no, let's go. Well, tell you what. Let's finish off. Do you have any? Do you have any traditional Christmas films that you watch that are actually Christmas films or otherwise? Do you have any well, recommendations? Without ruining the half ounce of street cred that I have, I like one with Cameron Diaz in it called The Holiday. I think it's brilliant. Jack Black, Cameron Diaz. Um, not one I've heard of. I'm going to check it out. It's good. It's, it's it's a bit sort of Notting Hill schmaltzy type nonsense. It's like a rom-com thing. That's a belter. I like um, Wonderful Life. That's on on Christmas Eve. If oh, yeah. That's BBC Two. A Wonderful Life. Class, that's like the all-time classic. And also, that film has like... I think it's got a deeper meaning this year as well. If yeah. people are finding... If people are finding it tough... Um, Watch it. Watch It's a Wonderful Life. It would bring you to tears. It really makes you know how important you are to so many people, even if you're feeling it really down. Old, old Jimmy Stewart. Um, that's got to be the number one recommendation for a Christmas film this year is It's a Wonderful Life, which mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to watch. Brilliant um, film. 
I'll probably go and watch it with my parents on Christmas Day and be like drunk and emotional and be like hugging them and things, which um, I think is probably um, not allowed either, but there no. you go. And there's one <laughs> final recommendation for the upper echelon of the intelligentsia of the trucking world, and I have to say this is my favourite <laughs> film of all time, really, apart from Top Gun, and it's yep. Muppet Christmas Carol with Michael Caine. Oh, yes, definitely. Muppet That's Christmas Carol makes everything all right. So as soon as I've finished and I can pretend that everything's all right in the world, I'll come home and we will watch that, and then I won't come out again till New Year. The end. Fantastic. My mm. recommendation is watch it every year, the Father Ted Christmas special. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. love it. Um I got a warning off Facebook this week as well because I directly quoted Father Jack when he described um, rabbits as hairy Japanese bastards. Facebook <laughs> took exception to that and said, your comment fell short of our community standards. And I was like, oh, a direct yeah. quote. That's not actually from the Christmas special. But if you've never seen the Father Ted Christmas <coughs> special, shame on you, watch it. It's amazing. Dogal. So, yes. Mm. I think we'll sign off with that on a high note. Aye. Thank Happy you so Christmas, much for everyone. it. Yes, but I will catch up with you for a New Year's pod um, at some random point. I know Ben, our editor's taking a hol a Christmas holiday, um, but you know we'll, I'll catch up with you perhaps between Christmas and New Year, maybe around New Year's time for a a festive. A New Year's Eve special. A New Year's Eve special, special, special. We'll a New both. Year's Eve special before we go out on the piss. Oh, hang before, on. Before, no. We're not going out in the piss, so maybe yeah. we'll just do it when we're on the piss. Yes. Yeah. Oh, actually, why the? Why not? Let's. Um, we could do the New Year's Eve recording sponsored by Absinthe. That could oh, be yeah, worth could, listening to. Absolutely, but sponsored by Absinthe and Sandon's Sandoz mm. Pharmaceuticals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm not that advanced. I can get off my tits on Tixie Licks and Benelin, so that's all right with me. Right, yeah. right I'm going to go Good make stuff. haste because I've got a start tonight. I've got a late start and a late finish. I've got a nightmare to do tonight. I've um, fridge to drag out for 8 o'clock tonight, and then we've got Sheffield, Doncaster, and Bizarrely on the same fridge. Ashby de la Zouche, for Christ's sake. So, yeah, that's uh, a little bit out the way, home of uh, Walker's Crisps. Mm, that's more than, it's more than random, and uh, I don't know what time that's going to finish, but anyway, it'll have to be Good tidy, because it'll impact on tomorrow night's lunacy if I'm back at sort of lunch yeah, time tomorrow. Yeah, well, um, Good luck with it, and all the best. Cheers, man. Ditto. Right, everybody, and have a good uh, Christmas, best you can. Toodaloo. Yep. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk. 